All right, all right, all right. Welcome to Investment Banking Insights. My name is Alex Mason and I'm your host. This is the show dedicated to helping you learn both the technical and non-technical aspects of investment banking. And guess what? I'm an incoming MBA student and I am learning this stuff just like you. So I'm going to try to explain it in a way that you understand and we're just going to get better at this thing together. Now, so far in the podcast, we've gone through 81 episodes. I can't even believe it. We've already gone through 81 episodes talking about many different concepts. We've gone through all of the basic accounting concepts. We've gone through some basic enterprise and equity value questions, as well as valuation questions. And now we've finally gotten to discounted cash flows. And if you remember from the valuation section, all of those episodes that we did dozens of episodes ago, you know that a DCF is one of the primary valuation methodologies when looking at the value of a company. I'm just going to do a quick refresher for you. So we've talked about comparable companies, precedent transactions, and now discounted cash flow. A lot has been said already on those first two comparable companies and precedent transactions, but let's now get into DCFs. And this my friend, is an inevitable question that you will get (laughs) as part of technical interviews. I cannot 100% guarantee it, but geez, I'm pretty sure you're going to get asked this if you get asked technical questions. And it is this, walk me through a DCF. And my dear friend, I have only gone through a couple of coffee chats and interviews at this point in my investment banking journey. However, I have already been asked this question. So it is a very common one, and we're going to spend some time digging into it, talking about the nuances of the question and maybe how you should answer it, at least in my opinion. So walk me through a DCF. Well, first of all, before I give you the exact answer, I want to just first define what that means, especially if you don't come from a finance background like someone like myself, it helps to know what these things mean. (laughs) So first of all, a DCF stands for discounted cash flow, discounted cash flow. It's one of the primary valuation methodologies. And a DCF values a company based on the present value of its cash flows and the present value of its terminal value. And don't worry if you don't know what those things mean. We're going to get into that here in a few minutes. But let's get into how you would respond to the question. So if someone says, walk me through a DCF, I would say, well, first, I would project out a company's financials using assumptions about revenue, growth, expenses, and working capital. And then I would get down to the free cash flow for each year and then sum up and discount those to a net present value. And that would be based on my discount rate, usually my weighted average cost of capital. Next, I would determine the terminal value using one of two methods, either the multiples method or the Gordon growth method. And then I would also discount those cash flows back to the present value using the assumed discounted rate or WAC. And then finally, I would sum up those two cash flows to arrive at the company's enterprise value. Okay, so that's it. That's how I would answer the question. And there's a lot of steps there. First of all, defining what the DCF is, and saying that I'm going to project out the financials using certain assumptions, then I'm getting free cash flows, summing them up, discounting them. Then I am determining the terminal value using one of two methods and discounting that. And then I am summing up those two summations. 
<laughs> now, that may have been a lot for you, especially if this is your first time ever learning about discounted cash flow, but it's okay. Don't worry. We're going to walk through these things one by one. Now, let's review these steps and go through them in a little bit more detail to make sure we understand what's going on. So, first of all, what are we really doing at a high level? Well, what we're doing is we want to know how much money a business will be making in the future. That's really what we're doing because if we understand at some level how much money is going to be created, how much free cash flow, so to speak, is going to be generated by a business, then we can, with a certain amount of certainty, <laughs> certain amount of certainty, I don't know why I said that, but with a, with a certain amounts of uh, accuracy, we can determine the value of the corporation based on its financials. And this is the key differentiator between DCF and the other two major methodologies. This method is actually based on assumptions about the financial performance of the company. Okay? So we make some assumptions about its prospects. We need to ask ourselves some questions. How much revenue is this business going to be making in the future? What are the expenses going to be looking like in the future? And ultimately, what is the free cash flow one year from now, two years from now, three years from now that a business is likely to generate? We need to make those projections. So that's really what's encapsulated in the first part of this answer. Then we need to ask ourselves, okay, how do we discount these cash flows? Now, if you're not familiar with this concept, I'll explain it to you briefly here. The key principle with this step is that we have to know the time value of money. Very fundamental concept within finance. And that essentially means $1 today is worth more than $1 tomorrow. Uh, because we always prefer having cash now. And so if you assume inflation, for example, a dollar today might be something like $2 tomorrow or at some point in the future. So if we project a company's financials and say, okay, we're making $1 in free cash flow today, but five years from now, we're going to make $2. Okay, that's all well and good that we're going to make $2 in several years, but what, is the, what are those $2 worth right now if we had to come up with a value on that future stream of cash flow? You see what I'm saying? So we have to take that future dollar and discount it back to the present. That is, we are seeing how much it would be truly worth in today's dollars. And we do that for each year in our model. So we would do it for year one, we would do it for year two, year three, year four, and so on. And so now that we have all of these free cash flow numbers for each of these years, we're discounting it back. So how do we discount it back? Well, in order to do that, we have to come up with what's called a discount rate. A discount rate. And we'll get into this in much more detail, but for the purposes of this episode and this question, what I want to share with you now is simply that the higher the discount rate, usually the more aggressive your assumptions. And the lower the discount rate, the more conservative your assumptions. And we'll get into this in more detail later. <laughs> 
And then the next part of this is the terminal value. So there are these two sections of cash flows that we're calculating and then adding up. The first is the cash flows from now into the future at some point. And then the second section of cash flows is what's called the terminal value. And the reason we break this up into two main calculations is because at some point, we have to assume that a company is going to have a low growth rate. So let's say that you're working on analyzing a company that's growing at 20% annual revenue growth, which is pretty fast. Well, if it grows at 20% forever, mathematically, it would take over the entire economy at some point, right? Because if you just keep growing exponentially more and more and more, you're going to hit such a fantastic rate of growth, they're going to swallow up the whole economy. And that's impossible. It's impossible. So in order to account for reality, we have to assume what's called a terminal growth rate, which essentially says that, okay, we think this company is going to grow at a certain rate over the next several years, but at a certain point, its growth rate is going to slow down significantly and it's just going to be kind of inching along. And we can assume that that slow growth rate happens in perpetuity. And there are certain math formulas that we use to calculate the, the cash flows in that perpetual low growth state. All right, and then we'll get into more detail on those two different methods that we use to calculate that later. But that's the terminal value portion of the calculation. And then what do you do? You take the value of those discounted cash flows from both the terminal value portion of the calculation and the other cash flow portion of the calculation, and you add them up. And this gives you your enterprise value, your enterprise value. And that concludes your DCF. Okay, now that was a lot. I know that was a lot, but thank you for sticking with me. And we're going to get into each of these steps in more detail. We're going to define these terms better. We're going to get into the nitty gritty but at a high level, when someone says, walk me through a DCF, now you know the phases and the order that you go in. Okay, so we started discounted cash flow. <laughs> now we're going to get into some more questions. And I'm excited about this because I think this part of the whole technical training is really fascinating to me personally. So I'm excited to get into it. I hope you're excited to get into it. And again, my name is Alex Mason, your host here on Investment Banking Insights. I'll see you in the next episode.